Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. gentlemen and bill welcome to the weekend wrap-up bill it is so great to have you back thank you like you have no idea how difficult it is to to keep this shit going without you there yes like yes. I, I i feel like i take you for granted sometime even though i don't tell you that I'm just, <laughs> i feel like well, i'm telling you now i feel like i take you if sitting it was reversed i wouldn't know what the hell i'm doing over there so. <laughs> <laughs> no i I can't say I take you for granted, but I do realize how, how empty it is talking to myself. And I also realized how different it is, uh, like my mental processes when you're not there. Because usually when we, we're talking about things like Joe Biden and like that yeah. stupid bullshit that I talked about last week with uh, the whole um, the town hall meeting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like when you're there, like we can joke back and forth. Right, yeah. And with the things that should piss us off like we just laugh about it together right when i'm sitting here by myself i realize i i actually like have to think about it and then it just pisses me off yeah, and yeah. like you can just feel the dynamic shift from like haha joking having a good time to i'm really fucking pissed <laughs> off at this <laughs> so i'd rather be joking and having a good time yeah. than than pissed off me because i, I don't need that it, it, it makes a difference it does it really does yeah. so it's good to have you back thank you i'm i i'm glad you had a good time on your your vegas trip i'm glad yeah. we got to hear from you on your yeah. vegas trip any any new shit that you didn't get to bring up last week 
that that happened there? Or Shit, I don't even remember what I talked about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, do you remember coming on the show? I do remember that part. Yes, yeah. uh, there there is a window there. I remember. <laughs> All right, good, good. <laughs> you just don't remember the rest. Of I it. don't remember the rest of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Or you just don't want to tell us about the rest. <laughs> right. Of it. Like, like oh. what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You <laughs> exactly. Know? We won't get there. I yes. guess. But uh, again, this the show couldn't go on. I guess without you in the way it has. So it's good to have you back. Um, you. We try we try having Remzo fill in for you. I mean, he does a good job. Yeah, but, Remzo. But he likes to duck out early all yeah, the time. Yeah, I know. Like, like he's busy or yeah. something. I don't know. I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he has another life, but you don't, so... <laughs> I make it easy for you. So here you are. <laughs> you know what else this show couldn't go without? The show could not go on without coffee and freedom. Yes. yes. Do you realize that? You know, I, and last week, you know, as I'm sitting in, in my hotel room, I, that was the thing I missed. You missed coffee and I, freedom. I missed talking about coffee oh. and freedom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're not even drinking coffee. I'm drinking coffee. I know, but I, you know, I... I missed not talking about it. But without <laughs> without freedom, first of all, first and foremost, we wouldn't have the show. And without coffee, you know that I wouldn't be here right. to run we the show. Have the we would show. not have the show. We would not have the show. So yes. that's the good thing about that is this show was brought to us by both coffee and freedom. This show, once again, is sponsored by Run Your Mouth Coffee, the official coffee of free speech, the official coffee of the Break the Bell Co- podcast. Yes. Don't forget that ever. Go to rymcoffee.com. You got any? Do you think of any one-liners while you're sitting in your hotel room? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, you know, I did not. Remzo did, did a really not. good job last week of. I, I caught that. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think he, maybe we'll just bring him on for <laughs> for now on to for, to mention just to yes promote. Yes. Well, you know, when, when I was in Vegas, you know, and I, I I jumped off the tower. The the thing that I did think about is this must be what it feels like to be on Run Your Mouth Coffee. It probably is. <laughs> Run Your Mouth Coffee. It's like jumping off a 120-story tower yes. for your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There we go. I like we got it. it. Go to rymcoffee or rymcoffee.com. Yes. It's amazing how if you actually think about it, if you're just I rambling know. and not thinking it about it, there. it rolls off. But yeah. if you stop and think about it, you mess it up. Yeah. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL. That is all one word, BREAKTHEBELL. Um, you'll get 10% off that purchase, plus free shipping. And you'll get to enjoy the delicious 120-story uh, drop in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds wrong, but... It sounded very wrong. That's where we're going But that's with. where it goes, that's yes. Where it, I mean, we don't try to pretend to no. be um, politically correct <laughs> no. or, or even make sense of yes. that. It so, just comes... It just pops out naturally. It does. <laughs> You'll get fresh coffee, fresh roasted coffee delivered straight to your door, and then you can smack yourself in the mouth with it and experience what we experience with Run Your Mouth Coffee. And you'll experience freedom in the process. And you'll promote, you'll support freedom, promote all the free speeches, promote, support small businesses that support free speech. That's what we always say. Go to rymcoffee.com. Don't forget. That's all. Got that out of the way. Taste the freedom. Taste the freedom, indeed. Bill, what's going on with you? It feels like it's been forever. It has been forever. It's only been about a week, which seems like forever. I know. Well, it was kind of a short week at work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you didn't pop back in until Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. Yeah, you screwed me over twice. (laughs) You're like, oh, yeah. On on the recording, on the episode, you're like, I'll definitely be back tomorrow for the live edition. <laughs> and I'm just like, sweet, this is going to be great. And then like two hours before, you're like, I'm not going to make it. I, I got screwed by Delta Airlines. Okay, Freaking Delta. I know. My, my flight was running late. I, I, 
I got in. I, I mad dash home alone style to get to my flight, which I missed by two minutes. Did you see it backing away from the I, the hangar? I, I didn't. It was it was gone by that I, chance. I, the but. one time I missed a flight, it was the same thing. It was like I had like twenty minutes normally to get there, and then the flight was delayed because there was ice on the wings. I had to hose yes. them off and stuff. And so I'm mad dashing across. I think it was uh, the. Detroit Airport, maybe okay. also a big one. Yeah, and so I I get there and I see them pulling back, mm. and I I I've watched enough movies. I've watched Dumb and Dumber right. to know that the, the the plane doesn't come back. I didn't feel like running off. <laughs> you didn't want to run out and be like, "It's okay, I'm with," <laughs> and then like fall off the. <laughs> nope, didn't want to do that. No, really. And my issue was it was the last flight that night, so oh, I had to stay shit. overnight at the airport. I, I was afraid that was going to happen to me. I I was afraid that there wasn't going to be another flight to Cedar Rapids. Fortunately for me they're like hey do you want to cut i was in the military at the oh, time okay. i was like actually where's the uso at and she's like right around the corner there i nice. was like perfect i go and they have like bunk beds and like yeah. food they had like hot breakfast the next day sandwiches yeah. that night so very nice one of the perks i guess of being in the military yeah, they definitely. screw you over for five years you might as well get something good out of it <laughs> <laughs> so you made it back though we yes. are here to yes. talk about what went on in this last week that You've been absent. Yes, which quite a bit, actually. Quite a bit has happened. Some things that are going... First of all, I want to point out, Delta screwed you over, kind of like the Delta variant is screwing us over. That did not slip my mind. No, I did think about that. I was like, fucking Delta. Yeah, Delta is just fucking us over. Uh, Right and left. Right and left. There's so much going on, like popping up with this Delta variant, Mm -hmm. um, with new proposed mandates, with... The science just jumping all over the place yeah, the way right. it has for the last year. Right. But we're not going to talk about that today. Not today. Huh. We, we, we didn't mean to get your hopes yeah, up. Yeah, we got their hopes. They're like, yes, they're going <laughs> to yes. talk about COVID again. Because we're going to talk about COVID again tomorrow. Yes, yes. <laughs> we feel like we're not the COVID show, even no. though we were kind of created on the tail. We were. Uh, Our first the, show the, was the, yeah, COVID-based. was COVID-based. But, uh, like I said, we're not the COVID show, no. but... All this shit's coming up again. They're, they're re, rebranding COVID, I guess. <laughs> yes, this is the reboot. <laughs> but the funny thing is the reboot looks a lot like the old one. It really does. It's, it's it, like, wow, I, yeah. I think I've seen You know, they'll, they'll put a couple extra guest stars in, you know? <laughs> yes. It's like what they said about um, the new, the reboot of Star Wars movies, yes. the newest trilogy. Yeah. The first, what was the first one that uh, Force Awakens? Yeah they, yeah, they said that was too similar to to the a original. New Hope. Yeah, right. So right, it's yeah. kind of like yeah. the Force Awakens. Yeah, Delta COVID, the Force Awakens. Yes, just, just wait till the last Jedi version comes out, and then it's all fucked. I was gonna say that was I hated that. <laughs> I, most people hated did. that. Uh, my brother loved that one. You know, it, it blows my mind when people say, "Oh, that was the best one." I'm he like, did. "Are you fucking serious?" I know. I'm just like, yeah. I, I watched it once. I was like, I can't watch yeah. this ever yeah. again. It was it was horrible. It really was so we're going to talk about that tomorrow on the okay. live stream edition of delta, the break the bell podcast the last jedi <laughs> yes we're going to talk about delta variant and all the bullshit that's coming with it there's and, a lot yeah yeah so um tune in for that tomorrow night 7 p.m central standard time it's going to be live we we encourage your call-ins if yes. you have any experience with this. If you have a loved one or a family, if if you or a loved one has experienced the Delta variant, please call the offices of the Break the Bell podcast. <laughs> Tell us about it because we want to know. We yeah. want to know I, if I anybody hear all knows. Kinds it. of you know they push this narrative. I'm not getting into it. It's for tomorrow. We'll talk about. I'll bitch about it tomorrow. All right, we're gonna bitch tomorrow. So we got 
more important things to bitch about today. We do. <laughs> Specifically, California restaurant owners are fearing that bacon might be going away. Only bacon. in California. Only in California could they get yeah. rid of bacon. The least American state. What are you more concerned about, the Delta variant or the disappearance of bacon? Disappearance of bacon? Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> that would fuck up my whole life. So this is from Insider, or this is from BusinessInsider.com. Uh, it says, California restaurant owners fear bacon may become scarce or even disappear. That's fear-mongering right there. No shit. As new animal welfare rules take effect, reports say. That's... I mean, that's another reason not to move to California. Oh yeah. If they get rid of it's all gonna be like avocado toast and uh, like vegan uh ve- like veggie bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Faking soy <laughs> a- milk. Oh, gross. Powdered soy milk, no oh. less. So this one goes on to say a change in animal welfare a change in animal welfare rules. Gotta slow down. Too much coffee. That hundred twenty story drop in my mouth. <laughs> Is, is hit me really hard in the back of the throat. <laughs> Getting that a lot lately. Yes. <laughs> Change in animal welfare rules could make bacon difficult to find and more expensive to, f- to buy, reports say. And some of this stuff I can kind of agree with. Okay. Like these animal welfare rules. Yeah. Like, and I'm all about animal welfare. Yeah. I, I hate driving and seeing like the, mm-hmm. the trucks with the chickens all crammed right. in like a one by one right. crate yeah. just yeah. so they we can get our fresh eggs. Yeah. Or, Fresh, quote unquote, fresh, fresh eggs to the store. Says at the beginning of the of next year, California will enforce a welfare proposition, which was approved by voters in 2018. Wow, that took three years to take it's effect. Even its government. The the farm animal confinement proposition requires more space for breeding pigs, egg laying chickens, and veal calves. The idea is that all of those animals should have sufficient space to stretch out their wings, claws, and paws, as insiders Hillary Brook reported. Welfare compa- campaigners have been pushing for the change for years. Again, I can get on board Absolutely. with that. Yeah. Absolutely. There's so if you if you go around here in Iowa, there's a lot of farmland out there. You oh, could yeah. spread the space of the pigs out quite yeah. a bit. Yeah. It's all about the profit though, is what it, it is. is. Right. And we've talked about how a major import of our, like a lot of the world's beef came from what was that Argentinian? Oh, right. Um, it's like, why yeah. are we importing when we have so much farm land? Yeah, up? Right. And like, who knows what the regulations are down there? Oh, I'm sure in, they don't care. In another country, they, yeah. they don't. Well, yeah, they don't care. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, my sister-in-law is from Mexico. Mm. You know, and and she she really. You know, I mean, people are like, "Oh," she's like, "I don't understand how Americans treat their 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 animals like their family." She's so like, "Have you have you ever talked to a horse or a cow?" I have talked to. I, them. Oh, I do. Yeah. Yes, absolutely, all the time. I would name them, and then I'd have a hard oh, time. Oh yeah, I'd still I, eat I, the bacon. I, yeah, I would too. I'm not uh, one of those like once you name them, you can't eat them. Yeah, nah, I'm bacon. so sorry, Wilbur, but you're really good. <laughs> you taste amazing. <laughs> we worked on a farm the last few weeks, mm-hmm. installing security cameras and. Primarily horses, but they have cows too. And I mentioned to my daughter that I have conversations with the animals Mm -hmm. when I'm there. And she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't you? I'm bored. They're there watching (laughs) me. Why wouldn't I talk to them? Right. Yeah, I was talking to them on on Friday. Mm -hmm. Says back in 2018, getting back on track. (laughs) Kitty Block, president and CEO of the Humane Society of the United States, said in a statement, California voters have sent a loud and clear message that they reject cruel cage confinements in the meat and egg industries. Again, I'm on board with that. Absolutely. 
Between now and January, courts of the state could try and intervene, but if they don't, California is expected to lose almost all of its pork supply, and pork producers will likely face higher costs to regain the market. Once the amount of time needed, uh, it says, to build new facilities and inseminate sows is factored in, inseminate sows is factored in, it is unlikely the pork industry will be able to supply California. We are very concerned about the potential supply impacts and therefore cost increases. It says uh, Jeannie Kim, a San Francisco restaurant owner, also told Associated Press, our number one seller is bacon, eggs, and hash browns. It could be devastating for us. Yeah, you're a breakfast restaurant. Yeah. That's obviously. And then sausage in there, too. Like, what do you have with your... Well, they're talking about cows... Pork and chickens, didn't they say? Right, yeah. So there goes the eggs. Yeah. There goes the bacon. I guess we still got hash browns yeah. until they decide where we <laughs> need to... We need to be kinder to our potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> we need, they need room to stretch their, their spuds. <laughs> says the outlet reported that California restaurants and grocery stores use about 255 million pounds of pork per month. Holy shit. Damn. But its farms only produce about 45 million pounds. To fill the gap, the National Pork Producer Council asked the U.S. Department of Agriculture for federal support to help pay for rebuilding pig facilities, but they haven't complied because California hasn't yet issued formal regulations on how the new standards will be enforced. No. So they came up with a law. They haven't come up with enforcement. The logistics of it. Makes you wonder if there's more to this than just Uh, the humanity of the pigs and stuff. That's kind of what I'm thinking. It sounds like they're kind of um, just kind of loosely making this bill just to make it mm-hmm. more difficult. Right. And well, then the by not coming up with standards, they're making it even more difficult yeah. because of course California's gonna be the first ones to get on board with this whole hey, eat eat less meat mm-hmm. propaganda and bullshit. Well, and it it makes you wonder because we had talked about the, you know, the meat hack, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how we felt like they were shifting us away from Beef. Well, even that that meat company that I told you yeah, that we were right. talking about, the number one. Remember, they made the deal with um, yeah. the Klaus, right? What, what's the World yeah. Economic right. Forum? Yeah, and they also like bought up like a, a meatless meat mm-hmm. company, like yeah. a veggie based meat right. company. So it makes you wonder. Okay, is it starting in California and sweep across the nation? Well, if it starts anywhere, it's going to start in California. Absolutely. First of all. The majority of the population is California. Right. That's going to affect farmers across the entire United States, Absolutely. I guarantee. And it once once I mean, they're already getting subsidies for for the farmers across the United States. They're yeah. already having to be paid to keep farming right. because they're not making a profit really. Yeah. So once we cut out like a giant portion of the consumption, mm-hmm. then they're going to start making less money, more government subsidies, or they just go out of business. So it's right. going to sweep across Absolutely. one way or another because it's going to affect yeah, the meat you're industry. You're going to have mealworm bacon here. So. Oh, or crickets. <laughs> oh. You don't want cricket bacon? Ba- bacon-flavored crickets. <laughs> no, oh, no. Or cricket-flavored bacon. That would be bad also. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> Says insiders Anna Kubin reported bacon costs are already rising. It now costs 13% more than last year, which is apparently due to supply shortages and rising cost of pig feed. The cost of bacon rose 1.8% between April and May, according to BLS data. Um, although this was slower increase than in March to April when ba- bacon prices jumped 3.4%. So that's all there is about that. Hmm. But it's coming. 
Yeah. They're taking our bacon away. And again, Bastards. we're I, we're not going to complain about the humane treatment of no, animals. No, absolutely. I don't I think yeah, I mean give them the best life possible right. before you take them out in the field and shoot them in the back of the head. Yeah. <laughs> I I feel there is an agenda here to I move, think so too. to push away from meat because yeah. they've been talking about this for uh, uh, globally across the board. Hey, we need yeah. to consume less meat. Yep. What was it that Klaus Schwab that said we need to c- treat it like a delicacy that yeah. we have like once a month or something right. like that? Yeah. We shouldn't be eating meat for unless every you're meal. one of the elite and Obviously. then you're allowed to have whatever you want yeah. every meal. It's the rest of us normal folk who who shouldn't be eating, sh- shouldn't right. be consuming maybe once a month. Yeah, at maybe once a month yeah. or maybe just Christmas. Yeah, or Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, you know, just uh Right, the special where yeah. you really have to save up to be able to get the real stuff. That's gonna that's gonna piss me off because I really yeah. like meat. Oh, I'm I not a big meat. vegetable. No, I, I'm sorry. You you go after my meat, and and we're looking at Red Dawn shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> you think we had a gun problem before? <laughs> no shit. Wait till take the meat away goes Americans' away. meat. No shit. Dude, my my earbud just fell apart. Really? Yeah. Is it in my ear? <laughs> <laughs> the bud fell off the earbud. Weird. <laughs> so I don't know where it went. So I guess we're going. Hang on just a sec. I see it. Oh, the complications of running a show. My earbuds fall apart. I got so pissed, I was steaming out of my ears. <laughs> just my the thought of taking yes. your meat. Exactly. More disturbing news. Yes. Almost as disturbing as no bacon is this article. So the bacon might be going away. Now there's also possibly a liquor shortage. That's bad. What are you going to turn to if the bacon goes away? Liquor. Liquor. So what do you turn to if the liquor goes away? Cocaine. Okay. <laughs> There's never a short supply no, of cocaine, no, thanks to the CIA. Yes. We have plenty of that. So this one's from Zero Hedge. It says, is a liquor shortage looming? I didn't even know this was a, a potential thing. I, I didn't either. I didn't think that was ever going to be a danger. No, I mean, I guess if grain prices and stuff skyrocket, then liquor sense. might right. be scarce. But that's just going to lead to more like moonshine, and right. I mean, people are going to get their liquor. Oh yeah, look yeah. at when they abolished alcohol. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll do it up like mash in here. We'll have our yeah. own little distillery in the yes. background. That yeah. drink some like hooch, some yeah. some office hooch. Oh, sounds terrible, but we would we would make we, it yeah, work. Do what you gotta do. We we could set up a speakeasy down here. There you go. Yes. I mean, what's we'll, the password? We'll make, we'll make something work. Yeah. So this one says alcohol sales rose dramatically during the coronavirus pandemic as some relieved stress with an adult beverage. Some? Some? Like all. Many relieved (laughs) the stress with the adult beverages. But now that could change as liquor shortages are metastasizing across parts of the the U.S. Why would you even say that? Metastasizing? I don't know. (laughs) It's reporters. They like to use big words. Internet searches for liquor shortage have exploded to record highs this summer, especially in states like Michigan, North Carolina, South Carolina, Illinois, and Ohio. I don't know about those other states, but I lived in North Carolina for two and a half years. They know how to make moonshine. So oh, yes, I am they not, do. The North Carolinians should not be concerned yeah, about no. liquor shortages yeah. because one way or another, they will right. have their liquor. The, the official liquor may run out. But yes. The family stuff. But the is white still lightning good. isn't going away. <laughs> Here's a nice picture of an empty liquor shelf, which oh. is one of the saddest things that I've is. seen. What, that's worse than toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah. I'd take wiping my ass with uh, leaves over, right. like running out of the liquor. It's like, how do you overcome toilet paper shortages? You drink. 
<laughs> I don't know if that helps. <laughs> Probably not, but that's how Just we pour feel some better. Shine on your ass. It's how you you get rid of all the feeling. <laughs> that is not I don't want to feel anymore. <laughs> Broadly speaking, there have been strains on the global supply chains of a variety of products throughout the entire pandemic, and not just here. North Carolina Alcoholic Beverage Control Commission spokesperson Austin McCall. That is a long title. That is really told Salon. The retail demand for spiritus liquors has remained high even as more bars and restaurants have opened in recent months, straining supply even further. So again, they're playing they're they're right. blaming it on things oh, opening yeah. back up. Like, oh well, we cut back on things. Now the bars are opening back up right. and now we have shortages. Uh, yeah. If we if we lock down again, people could get their liquor. It says take a lack or take a labor shortage involving a lack of truck drivers, dock workers, and warehouse employees, then shake that up with backed-up docks, slow manufacturing process, and more expensive raw materials, and you get a quick lesson in how supply chain economics is having a direct impact on small business businesses all over the U.S. Mm-hmm. Do you think that these impacts on small businesses is intentional? Absolutely. So we talked about the impacts of yeah. COVID on shutdown, how they... Went straight for the small businesses. Right. The big freaking corporations like Walmarts, Amazons, mm-hmm. and all those stores got to stay right. open because they were essential. Yeah. Remember that word? The, the yep. essential. Essential personnel. Personnel. Yes. That, that was the Walmarts. But yeah. the, the small town liquor stores, the corner stores, and those Five the and bars nines. and shit yeah, they weren't closed essential. Down. And now things are open up, but there's an employee shortage, and which is so affecting raw supply. And, yeah. and raw materials. And raw materials. Up. And shipping yeah. and supply lines. Everything. And, and it's still, it's the small time people that are getting hit by it. Yep. And I think that's intentional because I, I think the goal is to move away from privately owned small mm-hmm. businesses. Yeah. It says the consequence of the virus pandemic have resulted in more alcohol consumption in the U.S. So far, there's no indication on social media of panic buying. Well, now there's going to be because you just <laughs> no shit. It. But as we've seen before, that can abruptly change. So we got number one, bacon shortage. Number two, liquor. alcohol yes. liquor store shortage. Yes. Can are we okay on ammo yet? Well, it's bouncing back. I okay. forgot okay. there wasn't. They took away the ammo probably because they knew the bacon shortage was coming <laughs> and the liquor shortage. So like we yeah, don't want them do it. shooting yeah. us for <laughs> for not the, for having bacon and liquor. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think ammo is bouncing back a okay. bit. It's okay. still hard to find, but. You can find it a little bit cheaper now. Yeah. It's like maybe a little bit closer to the the prices it was a year okay. ago, but still, it's still hard to find. Hmm. So, I was gonna say they're going after the the hearts and souls of Americans yeah, right now. Right? They are they are attacking us directly. They're yeah. attacking the the symbols of freedom yeah. of Americans. <laughs> the the alcohol, the bacon, and the ammo. You know what's next? They're coming straight. What's next? Coffee. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. What, what are we going to do? I'm telling you, Red Dawn shit. Yeah. We're going to have to... We should start stocking up on alcohol with yes. our ammo. Yes. And bacon. <laughs> and bacon. Is there a way to... Can we, like, um, um, cure... We need to start oh, finding sure a can. curing process yes. for our bacon so yeah. we can hang it in, like, our cellars. Yes. And our meat cellars. We could probably do that with alcohol. I thought about actually learning how to... Um, Cure pork. Oh yeah, like, and so 
I would love don't... to. I would love to learn how to do that. I think that'd be great. My brother-in-law knows how to do it. Really? So you should have him we'll, teach us. We'll have a class. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have an online class of meat uh, curing. meat. <laughs> yes. So... Well, I, I was just reading an article about uh, McCandles, you know, the guy that... Uh, uh, was into the wild where he went up to Alaska and tried to live out on his own. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talked about is he fucked up his, his meat curing. I, I, yeah. And he ended up dying from yeah. like, it was like potato seeds he was eating and, mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're like moldy and stuff. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah. Learn how to cure meat. Yes. Learn how It'll to save your life. Well, learn how to, uh, preserve food. Right. Is a big thing right now. Yeah, it's a Learn lost art, to... really. Yeah. I mean, I know my, my grandparents, you know, they my grandma used to preserve all the time. Mm-hmm. My parents did, my grandparents did. Yeah. I don't know how to preserve. I don't know I've how to got preserve a garden either. out there that everything yeah. I need to learn how to can and preserve and preserve yeah. meats and stuff. So um you need to you need to know that. Yeah. I think that's probably more important than stocking on ammo, Absolutely. honestly, because right. who cares how much ammo you have if you don't have freaking food. Right. So um that's a big thing to learn. That's one thing Carrie Sloan, the gun chick yeah. that came on, she's been pushing like growing your own food, preserving yeah. your own food, like like stocking up on food over ammo. She's like, this is more important than stocking up that on makes ammo. Sense. So, that makes sense. So probably headed that direction. Yeah. I would start learning these these skills, these lost lost arts yeah. of food preservation. Because back in the day, I mean you didn't have like a deep freeze or right. or a re- giant refrigerator. Yeah. If you had one, it was probably a tiny little like icebox thing right. yeah. that didn't hold a lot. And yeah, who knows how the power, how efficient the power was then. So, yeah. so learn those skills. We got to move on though. We got to push, Bill. Yes. Be outraged by the loss of bacon and alcohol. Protest in the street. Yes. If there is anything that you're going to protest for. Bacon and alcohol. Bacon and alcohol are the number one protests. Yes. Moving on. More, more consequences, I guess, of the the freaking strict shutdowns yeah. of COVID, like the bounce back from COVID. Yeah. We have the inflation that's happening, which we kind of talked about there with like right. raw materials and things going up. And Joe Biden came on last week during his freaking town hall meetings like oh there's no such thing as inflation this is just getting back to pre-covid prices the price of automobiles are the same as they were before what about the price of wood motherfucker because i've never seen the price of wood at what it is lately what about the price of gas right what about the price like all these these everything's going up yeah and all these politicians are saying this isn't real, or this yeah. isn't long-term. Right. The, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for. And, yeah, and I, I found it funny that he said it's not real inflation, but then the feds are saying, oh, this is just short-term. Right. It's like, well, in order for it to be short-term... It means it's real. It's inflation. <laughs> right. Yes. it's You, you can't deny yeah. something when they are saying it is a thing, Yeah, but I don't even... I, I have my doubts about it being short-term. I don't think it's going to be short-term either. Well, this... The the Home Depot co-founder. Well, one of the things we talked about with inflation is the only way that they were going to be able to change it is to raise interest rates. Yeah, and bet they don't want to do that right. because everybody freaks out. All the investors freak out, and speculators freak out if oh, yeah. they talk about it. Well, they probably got big time investors in their pockets. That oh, are I'm keeping sure. them down. Yeah, says Home Depot's co-founder hits policymakers, saying the little guy will be severely punished if you're wrong about inflation. So. He's saying, you better be right about the short-term shit because right. all of us normal people that small-town Joe talks about. Right. 
all these middle class guys that were supposedly the the focus of this admin- administration. Yeah, we're going to be the ones that are severely punished by all this. Yeah. So this is from Zero Hedge. It says, let me scroll down. Home Depot co-founder Ken Langone explained that inflation is likely to be more than temporary. During an interview with CNBC's Squawk Box, I didn't even know that was a show. Me neither. I'm intrigued. But it's CNBC. Yeah. Are you that intrigued? It can't yeah. be that good. Well, CNBC is better than MSNBC. That's true. All those NBCs. Yeah, well, this is true. During an interview with Squawk Box, Langone explained that policymakers are going to take a white-hot fire and throw a five-gallon gas can on top of it. You're going to have flames so high it's going to be incredible, he remarked. I don't believe this is transitory. I don't believe it's temporary. The fact is, if this hyperinflation happens, it will be too late to recognize. Maybe you're going to need this $3.5 trillion thing, said Langone in reference to the Democrats' budget reconciliation plan, but not now. Watch it. See what we've done, what we've put in place. He's basically saying, hey, it's, it, if this happens, it's too late already. Yeah, right. You, you can throw whatever trillion-dollar plan on it. That's just going to be throwing gasoline on a fire. Right, and he's absolutely right. Well, that's not what Biden says. Remember, Biden said yeah. spending more money is actually going to bring prices down. Well, isn't that uh, similar to uh, when, when Bush was trying to calm nerves after 9-11? He's like, go shopping. <laughs> well, <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, they, they say whatever— Makes yeah. you happy. Oh right. yeah, we're gonna print more money, trillion, three point yeah. five trillion right. dollars, and that's gonna actually make costs go down. Yeah, actually, it's gonna make the value of the dollar go down, right. which in turn it's, will yeah. make prices go up. Yeah, that's economics one hundred and one. What I'm saying right now is, please, Congress, be careful. You're playing with fire. If you're wrong, the little guy, the guy you said you want, you say you want to help, is going to be punished severely, and that's going to be too bad. Soon after he issued his comments, Federal Chair Jerome Powell announced that the central bank would not taper its aggressive monetary stimulus, despite a year-over-year inflation rate that reached 5.4% in June, according to a statement from the Federal Open Market Committee. It says the committee decided to keep the target range for the federal funds rate at zero to a quarter percent and expect it to be appropriate to maintain this target range until labor market conditions have reached levels consistent with the committee's assessment of maximum employment and inflation has risen to 2% and is on track to moderately exceed 2% for some time. So basically, we're not increasing funds until these fake conditions come to play. And they're supposed to be like, oh, we fluctuate. Naturally, as the market fluctuates. But they specifically say there, hey, we're not going to fluctuate. We're not Mm going to raise this until the conditions meet our standards. But but it's the same thing that they're doing with, like, gas prices, right? Mm. They're fucking around with the gas supply and stuff because they want people to move to, like, solar and electric and stuff, right? It's the same thing. They don't care about knocking the little guy on his ass because they want equity. Right, and the only way everybody's going to be equal is if everybody's broke as fuck. Yeah, no, and that's you're right. it. Yeah, I, that puts us all on that pl- same playing field. Except the elites are way oh, yeah. up here, but and then we're we, all way down here. All are coming to equal. the government with our hands open, being oh, like, yeah. "Please, can can you guys uh, give us some subsidies?" And then that just gives them that much more power exactly. because we are that much more desperate. Exactly. So, a hungry person will go through. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't care what you say. Hey, I'm never going to going to do that. Right. You've never been that hungry before. Exactly. 
Like, I, I asked my kids this, and this is demented, I know. So just to forewarn that. I, I know you, so I am not surprised. I asked my 13-year-old, I was like, would you, if you were starving, if we were, like, in a position where we're all starving to death, and one of us died, would you eat one of us to stay alive? It's a valid question. It, is, it really is. It's, I mean, I think everybody should have that mental I, thought with process. With your kids, you need yes. to have that talk. <laughs> you should. <laughs> or at least go through that process in your own head. Yes. I mean, I think every one of us in the right mind, in the right mind, would be like, fuck no, I'm not going to eat right. my kid in if your she right dies. Mind. You're not going to be in your right mind when you're in that position. Right. People eat live people, like kill people and eat them right. because they start to go crazy when they get so hungry. Yeah. And I told her, and she's like, no, I want to. I was like, but what if you're so hungry that that's your only option? Right. No, definitely not. And she's like, would you? I was like, I, I don't know. Because right. I've never been in that position. Yeah. I can't say yes or no whether or not. Yeah. I'd like to say no. There's right. no way yeah. I would. But you'd like to say there's, there, there's always going to be another option. Yeah. Right. But yep. until you're there. So um, this Home Depot guy who's probably seeing the effects of, raising wood prices because it's Home Depot. He's saying, hey, this ain't temporary, and you know, if this gets any worse, it's going to be too late, and things are going to get really bad. And, I mean, you can say, well, that guy's not an economics guy, but, you know, he runs one of the biggest... Right. He he sees the the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, and he's being directly affected by some of these numbers. So... I, I'm yeah. sure he has enough business mind to yeah. to and, see what's going on. And anybody who's not on Biden's jack is <laughs> is going to tell you that things are headed in a bad way. Yeah. You know, anybody who wants to follow the company line and be like, oh, no, no, it's temporary. You guys are good. You're yeah. good. Just keep doing what you're doing. Yep. So I, I think it's going to get much worse before it gets better. I, I think so. If, I if think so. it gets better, that's a big if in my book. It is a big if. Like... From what it sounds to him, this whole too late scenario, like the bubble pops and right. then it you don't bring it rain it back in. Yeah. You have to rebuild. We saw yeah. it a glimpse of it in two thousand eight. Right. Which you you can look at me or hear this and be like, Well, that was a, more than a glimpse in two thousand eight. But compared to like the Great Depression, right. that was a glimpse. Right. And, a small and, glimpse. You know, and from everything I, I've learned through, you know, history and economics is that you know the natural market. Natural market depression is natural part of the market. It's sure. supposed to reset itself and bounce back. Yeah, but when you got the government fucking with things, like like manufacturing these interest right. rates and, and, and trying to prop it up artificially. Yeah, you're just you're just creating a bigger bubble. Yeah, and when it pops, it's, it's going to be a bigger explosion. Right. Yeah, and again, it's like if you don't rein it back before the bubble pops. Then it's not like you're raining it back. You're just right. rebuilding everything. Yeah. You're just trying to build back, build back better. Uh-huh. You're just maybe that's the whole. <laughs> I think that the is. whole strategy and is that oh, actually it makes sense. Everything. I mean, we we said in order to build this world that the World Economic Forum, this whole build back better, this whole agenda 2020 whatever, right. uh, 2021 whatever it's called, um, you have to basically level yeah. what we have now. And start from scratch. You really need a great reset. You do. And yeah. maybe this bubble is the great reset. It's like, let's just hyper uh, inflate yeah. this. Let's just um, manufacture these economic scenarios to where this gets so big yeah. that it explodes. And then we have to. We I, have to do I, something different. I sincerely think that is what is happening. I do, too. We got to keep going, though. We got to keep moving on. Apparently, I, in other news... 
there was a, there was a guy, uh, a whistleblower from Facebook, that was talking about um, big tech and like a bunch of the problems with Facebook and the. How, remember we talked about like how they're trying to break up the yeah. monopolies and all this stuff. And they got the new chick that's in there um, with the uh, federal um, trade communications oh, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So this Facebook whistleblower is talking about big tech breakups and the Section 230. That was that thing right. we, talked we talked about, about. Last, week, yeah. last week. And the fight against bot networks. So the the big thing I wanted to point out here is some of the things this person said that they witnessed while working at Facebook. It says a former Facebook data scientist. Did you know there's data scientists? I did not know Facebook. there was data scientists. Former Facebook data scientist who became a whistleblower on her way out, I guess it's a her, uh, of the company last September is calling for more transparency and oversight of social media giants, giants while arguing in favor of keeping the controversial Section 230 clause in place. Hmm. So she's saying keep that, but we need more transparency. Right. It's certainly true that social media is a natural monopoly because people look for social media networks that all their friends are on. Sophie Zhang that's that's the whistleblower. Oh, so she's uh, not a confidential whistleblower. No, apparently not. She told Fox Business Friday. And that means that once there's an established company, it's really hard to introduce a competitor. Apparently she turned down I think she turned down like sixty million dollar like severance package to continue to report oh, on the stuff. Interesting. From what I, I saw on another article, I think. Hmm. It says, unlike other natural monopolies like utility companies, social media giants are not subject to tight government regulations. So she's saying we need to regulate this more. Um, that I don't know if I agree with that. Right. Says, uh, still just breaking them up is only part of the solution, she added. As Fox Business previously reported, Zhang turned down $64 million, There you go. Severance package from Facebook in order to retain her ability to speak publicly about the company. Hmm. So here's what she spoke about when she initially blew the whistle. says, Zeng made major headlines in September of 2020 when BuzzFeed News reported on a leaked memo she wrote for Facebook employees that alleged leaders in countries including Brazil, India, Honduras, and Azerbaijan. Those are a lot of the, the countries that we talk a lot about. <laughs> I know, they really are. Uh, used networks of fake accounts to promote their agendas or drown out critics as the company looked away. In some cases, the governments didn't even try to hide the activity. On the Internet, a single person can pretend to be a crowd, she said. There's no way to do that in real life. I don't know how anyone can go out on the street and suddenly pretend to be 100 people. And when people try to force a crowd to support something that can have unexpected results for the organizers, she said, giving the example of Romania's former communist dictator Nikolai Kazasecu. He gave a speech to 100,000 people in Bucharest who were bussed in and given signs to support him. And the crowd turned on him during the speech. <laughs> and suddenly, what had begun as a display of strength for the Romanian communist government became a national revolution. So it went opposite of what... And they hung his ass. Yeah, they, they <laughs> tried to create this yeah. crowd to, of support like we see on, on Facebook. Right. But it... In real life, it backfires really quickly, but we don't have that problem right. in, um, over the Internet. It says, over the Internet, rather than busing in people to act as supporters, they can just create from scratch in large numbers at the click of a button with fake names and stock photos. 
And that's what Zhang investigated at Facebook. So this is the part that I wanted to, that I was really intrigued by, was she's talking about these foreign countries that are doing these things and not even pretending, really pretending, yeah, or trying to cover it up. (laughs) But it it creates these giant crowds and a lot more noise, Mm -hmm. which turns into more credibility. The more people are saying it, the more credible you are, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So we're talking about, obviously, Brazil, Azerbaijan, India, all these Trouble countries. Couldn't possibly happen here. No, no, not in the United States. I had come across this post last week, and this reminded me of that there. Okay. So I'm going to pull up these these little clips here. A couple clips that I saw on Facebook. Somebody had posted these screenshots. I don't know how real these are, but I wouldn't be at all surprised. No, not at all. So you see nine different people here. One named State Averse, one CDM. One named Jed, one named Danny, Andrew Parker. Let's see, State of Verse says, This is disgusting. Masks and social distancing should be in place till minimum Christmas time at the earliest. The government are clueless. The Delta variant should be taken seriously, and we should go into a national lockdown to prevent it from spreading. My new favorite copy paste, uh, whatever. My new favorite copy. Oh, so it looks like they're copy pasta. Oh, gotcha. Then CDM says, this is disgusting. Mass social distancing, the same exact word right, for word. Yeah. All nine of these say they, and there was more than this clip too. There was like three yeah. pages of this. The same exact word for word. Wow. Is it possible that people are just copy and pasting this and sending it out, do you think? No, because like, do you it think? looks like, I mean, they're primarily replying to other people's. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. They could be like, hey, copy and paste this if you agree. Like, people do that right, all the time. Yeah. But if you look at the timestamps, 5 July at 1723, 5 July, 1714, 1718, 1709, 26, 20. I mean, that thing is spreading oh, like yeah. wildfire. Right. Yeah. And then huh. here's this next one. Alex, Terry, and Sam all said, I just left the ER. We are officially crushed by COVID. Delta variant is blah, 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 90 Nine percent of our ICUs, blah blah. It doesn't show like everything that's being said, right. but it's word for word again yeah. on all three of these posts. And, and like you said, on the other one, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they copy pasted the same thing because they yeah. agreed. But this is someone who is all leaving the ER. <laughs> yes, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's so talk about like she talked about networks of fake accounts to promote agendas or drown out critics. Mm-hmm. If you and we got pushed for this during the after the 2016 election, right? They said all these like Russian bots sending out all this information for in support of Trump, drowning out critics, blah blah blah. Right. We are seeing if the, if this is real, if these screenshots are real, mm-hmm. they're that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They're just flooding social media with this agenda. Yeah. So you know. Somebody's going to see or reshare like Alex's post or Terry's post and mm-hmm. be like, look, this guy was in the ER and there's 99% of their ICU right. has received a vaccine, but um, the, we're officially crushed by COVID and this Delta variant. People are going to see this. Absolutely, yeah. But for some reason, it's a problem when this kind of information or this kind of, I guess, <laughs> maneuvering, <Copy> this, <laughs> yeah, this maneuvering from the other side. Yeah is misinformation and we right. got to shut down these remember the 12 yeah. people that were right. spreading most the, of this killing information? people they were killing, killing people. people but we can 
have all these, whether they're bots mm-hmm. or or what, it's probably bots. Like she said, it's just a click of a button. Oh, you yeah. can have a hundred different people saying the same thing. Have with, a crowd saying with these the same computer-generated thing. names. Yes, popping it out. Right, and then people share this around, Absolutely. share it around. But You're it's like, our... oh my gosh, this guy, he just got out of the ER, and 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 da da. See, it is real. I mean, he would know he was in the ER. right. Yeah, right, exactly. So screw all the rest of this stuff she's no. talking about with the uh, the transparency of big tech with uh section 230 what i'm concerned about is what she initially blew the whistle for right. in other countries because facebook is allowing that mm-hmm. right here in right. this country and, you, and like you said you talk about them wanting to control the misinformation yeah well it goes both ways yeah no it does but it, it's all bullshit hypocrisy yeah as Hey, hey, we can allow this because this is science. Right. So we don't care if yeah. all these bots are saying what the scientists We're are saying. We're saving lives. We're saving lives. Yeah. But if those 12 people that made up all that misinformation start sharing shit around, that's that's endangerment to lives. Right. So let us do our let us do the thing that we tell you guys not to do. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. We're because saving lives. We're, yeah, we're doing it to save lives. You're you're doing it to endanger lives. So we're in the right. Do you see <laughs> Do you think this is an agenda, agenda-driven? A little bit, yeah, a little yeah. bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think so. Yeah, I, the other night uh, I got a call from uh, the Republican uh, Party, and they <laughs> yeah. they were they're t- fighting big tech. Oh, and they're ta- they're fighting censorship. Yeah, and so they they really wanted me to give them money to oh. help them do that. Yeah. If Did you I give them get, money? Well, they wanted five hundred bucks, uh-huh. and I I laughed and said no. <laughs> and then she said, "Well, even if you can give like twenty five dollars," and I just said, "No, I'm not going to no. do that." And no. she's like, "Well, well, big tech is just going to run away if we don't have these monetary donations." And I said, "Well, you have my moral support." Yeah. <laughs> don't you people get enough money? Yeah, I know. Take it from my taxes that you're already taking. Right. Yeah. No. Right. T- take it from Senator McConnell's private plane or and, whatever. You know. And they don't want to get rid of censorship. They just want to get rid of Republican censorship. Exactly. Because they'll just turn around and do the yeah. same thing on the other side. Absolutely. That's. I mean, it's the, the two two heads of the coin that we always yeah. talk about. Right. Other news you you had brought up talking about big tech. I don't I don't have it at the article, but you had brought up Amazon. Oh yeah, that they got fined uh, eight hundred and eighty two million dollars from the EU. For breach of data, um, for for not basically not protecting their data information, yeah, for using data without permission, or right, something right, like that. yeah, good. yeah. That's maybe the one good thing that's come out of the EU and how since the EU was formed, <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and, and I see more and more countries implementing. <clears throat> But it's usually like not the EU. It's usually the countries no, no. that they're. It's usually New Zealand, uh, or, you know, or like those Taiwan. really independent countries. Right. Who's that? What's that really northern one? Uh, it's not Sweden. Netherlands, maybe. Oh. That always comes up with the. They, yeah. They're going to find like Facebook or right. something. Yeah. If yeah. they, for censor, if they censored anything, they're yeah. going to find Facebook like two million dollars per. Yeah. Per con- for every time they did it. Yeah. So. So those countries like that are the ones that I like. But then when you get like the EU saying, hey, guys, yeah, then I wonder. And, and like, I can see Amazon being like, but you bought most of that information. <laughs> yeah, but we want your money, too. Yeah, exactly. We want the money that we paid yeah. for it back. We want that back. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, there's usually ulterior motive when it comes right. to like the U.S. government or the EU or something like that. It's just like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to 
put these impose these fines on you for doing this. It's like yeah. you guys made this possible. This yeah. is brought to you by the EU. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I always question that shit. Yeah. So let's 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 keep going. We're almost out of time. I wanted to bring up again, I brought up last week, because it is supposedly the biggest thing in the world going on right now, is the Olympics. Right, which I maybe caught just a little last night, yeah. just because there wasn't a lot going on, and my, my wife's like, you know, we haven't watched any of the Olympics, and I'm like, I don't think it's really worth watching this year, yeah. and she's like, well, let's just see what's going on, so I just perused through like some of the gymnastics and swimming stuff, yeah. and that was it, so... I where was I? I went into a restaurant today for a pickup, and I saw like five seconds of the the diving. Oh sure, yeah. Which somebody on Facebook called "falling in water with twisties," and <laughs> it's my favorite description of any yeah. sport ever because that's literally <laughs> all it is: falling into water with twisties. Um, I caught it, that. That's the extent that I've caught of the Olympics. <clears throat> but again, it's very like <laughs> not really. Like the sports themselves aren't really making the headlines. Right. There's like, yeah, people crying about shit that's making the headlines. Right. There's people quitting the Olympics that's making the headlines. There's countries pulling their like, right, their personnel or their athletes out for speaking out against their coaches. Right, that's making. But the the sports themselves not yeah, so much. Right, yeah, you're not hearing a lot about the actual performances. Yeah, yeah. there's more politics around the Olympics that yeah. are making headlines than the actual <laughs> Olympics, which is supposed to be kind of Anti- the point. Right, exactly. of the Olympics is bringing the world together. Yeah, get away from the get politics. away from the bullshit. But it's just that's all it's been. Yeah, the first thing I want to bring up, and there's a lot going on about this. I just want to kind of talk because I have three articles. We don't have enough time. Is this Simone Biles? Right. Who is the number one? Like, she quit day two of the Olympics. I think so, yeah. And people are like, well, she was just pissed that she didn't get, she didn't medal or something like that. So she quit. And then it came out that she's concerned about her mental health. And Mm -hmm. people are like, even you are like, they're athletes. What do you mean, mental health? Right. They they do grueling mental health their entire lives to train for this. Right. And then it came, it didn't come out, but it came to my attention that she was one of the ones that was molested by that Nasser, that right, the Olympic trainer, the, the doctor or whatever, the, yeah. the physical, uh, he was, he's like a medical personnel right. for the Olympics team. Yeah. And then I was like, oh shit, that all makes sense. Right. So I guess knowing the little you know about it what are your thoughts on this whole simone biles thing uh, you know it, it's it's been a roller coaster yeah because <laughs> like you said when i first heard about it i'm like you're a competitive athlete on a world stage mm-hmm. you know you 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 go into it knowing there's going to be a lot of pressure right right then i had seen a couple of uh articles that people had posted about the the change how they're they rate her differently right um than they they've been ranking other um, athletes. Yeah, I looked into that, and that's been kind of going on since 2019, 2019 apparently. Right. Um, she does things that other athletes mm-hmm. have never dreamed of doing, that other athletes have no no ability of doing. She right. is just, she is, like, here's the top, Right. here's Simone Biles, like, right. way up here. Like, she and, skies above all the right. rest of them. And, like, you, you had... We were talking earlier, and she did like some like double, double, twist. triple, twisty thing, right? Yeah. Triple Lindy, <laughs> yes. Um, and um, and but it, but it, it's extremely dangerous, very high right. risk, right? But in order for her to to be able to get a decent score, 
uh, in the Olympics, right? Whereas someone else maybe they may get a like a ten 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 for doing like yeah. a double flip. She would have to do the triple Lindy to match that score. Well, yeah, yeah. Right? They give like letters for certain things, all the way up to J, which is like the full full points or right. something. It was right. like four full four points, or it goes down like three yeah. points. Yeah, but because like things she does is considered less risky for her than would be considered for a different athlete. Well, it even goes a step beyond that. It was like. Well, we don't want to um, promote them doing these dangerous right. things. Yeah. So, so we don't want them right. to try this because um, right. we know that they can't do this. So we're going to give we're going to downgrade score. her. Right. So they don't try to do more dangerous things. To right. Her. Exactly. It's Which like, is socialism and works. Well, it's, work, it's work. like participation trophies right. in the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which is sickening. Yeah. Because right? they downgraded her triple whatever twisty thing. Yeah. To like from a J, which I said was the top down to like. What's lower than J? Double like an Bs. H. I think they dropped it down to like an H. Okay. It was like two below. Yeah. Even though it's the most difficult thing. Right. They didn't give her the most difficulty points because they don't want other people trying that. Right. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's like let's let's get everybody on the same playing field here. Right. Exactly. Instead yeah. of declaring her the best of the best because that's what she is because she can do things that they can't do. Yeah. You say, well. They can't do this, and we don't want them to try because we don't want them breaking their necks. Right. So we're going to downgrade her so they they have a more competitive right. advantage. And to me, that that ended up trumping the, the mental health issue that mm-hmm. they were talking about, and, and I was focused on that. Today you brought up an interesting angle I hadn't thought of, mm-hmm. which was the, the sexual harassment, the PTSD she probably has from that. Well, apparently the day she dropped was six years to the day that yeah. she met that Nassar guy. Yeah. So... And you had mentioned that maybe in the article that the reason why she decided to go back in was to help hold the courts, um, the case accountable, mm-hmm. that it stayed in the, the limelight, that it remem- that she was able to maybe protect some of the other gymnasts. Right. And Make so, sure shit's not going right. on at these so Olympics. So looking at that full picture with everything, then I could see, yeah, she's... You know, her she's not there for the gymnastics, right? She's not there to per- compete. She well, she even said she's like, I I came back at twenty four because I was the only one mm-hmm. that was part of that crowd that right. is still in it. So if nobody that was part of that right d- showed up to the Olympics, then it all gets right like swept on the rug. She, and and like she's right. Said, she wants to keep it right. at the front of the attention. Apparently, like a couple of months ago, um, the courts basically. Bottom drawered it is what you said. They... Well, yeah, originally they were bottom drawing it, but then this guy was arrested. But they they basically said nobody in the Olympics or the U.S. gymnast team they they kind of have immunity to it. So even the mm-hmm. people that kind of swept it on the rugs, they have immunity to this. So right. yes, this guy's getting charged, but all these other people that kind of knew about it, right? They're not going to get anything out yeah. of this. So sweeping out on the rug, which is bullshit. It is. Yeah. And so I mean, I don't blame her. And like she. Like we said, she's doing some of the hardest things in the world. Yeah, that nobody can do, and not getting the credit for it. Yeah, and then so she said, "Well, my head's not in it, and if my head's not in it, I'm going to probably die doing these things." Right. So that's why she yeah. stepped out of it. So it's a complicated situation. It is. It like again, our initial reactions were like, "Suck it up, Buttercup." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, for better or worse, yeah, that's exactly it. But um, yeah. But when you see when you throw all the shit in the mix with it, yeah, like you said, maybe she's not there to compete. Right. Maybe she just did as good as she did so she could go there, so right. she could keep right things in the spotlight. Exactly. So. Yeah. 
which they should be. Absolutely. But the whole thing that you're talking about, about um, the standards and stuff, that just reminds me of when they decided to allow, and I, I don't want to get in trouble for this, but when they decided to allow women be in combat. Oh, um, right. In, in combat companies, like to go into combat, which was actually when I was like in the military. So mm-hmm. I saw that. I didn't see them going, to, but I was there when they made those changes. Yeah. I was also there when they made the physical, cha- like the physical fitness changes right. where your standards, right. uh, they lowered the standards because these, these officers weren't meeting the standards that the male officers were, were, were hitting. And so, I mean, I'm not saying that females can't do the same things that males do physically. I mean, yes, there are things like men and women are built differently. I'm sorry. In 2021, I still say men and women are built differently, but I don't think you, especially specifically in a combat environment, I don't think you should lower standards just to allow another demographic to, to be in that position. Right. Because combat standards aren't lowered. Right. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, that's that that person, um, that's a female, so we we shouldn't like fight right. as vigorously towards them. <laughs> right, it, yeah. I mean, the standards don't lower in combat situation. Right. Yeah, in real so, world. So, do, am I saying that the female can't improve to hit those standards? No, I'm not saying that at all. I've seen females like outperform males all Absolutely. the time physically, but you shouldn't lower the standards. You should <laughs> you should encourage them to increase their standards. Right. Different situation from the Olympics, I guess, but. Lowering standards just because other people can't hit those standards right. doesn't make sense to me. No, no. Just to balance it out, balance out the yeah. the scales there because right. she's going to, well, she's going to win too much. Right. And we want somebody else to win. Yeah. I mean, yeah, to me, it's like the Olympics are about, you know, it's about excellence. Mm-hmm. You know, these are supposed to be the greatest athletes in the world. And so, like you said, when you're lowering the bar so that it's fair competition, right? you're cheating everybody. Yeah. Well, you're cheating those girls, right? Exactly. That that you're <laughs> encouraging Same. because right. they're not bettering the, they're not pushing to better, right. get better, yeah. get to Simone Biles level, right? You're like, wow, she's she's really good. You're never gonna get there. So <laughs> I guess we'll lower the standards for yeah, you. Yeah, that we'll way, play. but that w- it'll be competitive for you. It'll it'll be fun. You'll like it. I don't remember. There was a book I had read back in high school or something about, or a short story or a book. I, I've been trying to figure out what this was for years now but it's a it was kind of like in response to communism and like kind of balancing the playing level and there was like it was a dystopian scenario and all like everybody was brought to the same level physically and like beauty wise like looks wise like if you were too beautiful, you had to wear like a certain mask or something. Okay. And like good singers had to wear something so they couldn't sing, you know. Mm. And like physical people had to wear like weights on them. So right. so everybody was kind of put yeah. on the same playing field. I wish if you know what that is, what I'm referring to, if I explain that enough for you to understand and know what I'm talking about, let me know because mm. I really want to read that again because it's been like mm. I didn't have an appreciation for right. Anti-communist sentiment back then, right, <laughs> so right, yeah. I would love to talk about it on the show yeah. and like bring it up. So interesting, yeah. So the other Olympics story that we had to bring up was um, this Belarus female runner. It was a runner, right? Yeah, sprinter. 
the Christina Christina Simonaskaya. <laughs> I told you I was I didn't want to report on this one because of the name. Simonaskaya. Simonaskaya. That's what I'm going with. Yes. Apparently, this Belarus sprinter um, was was pulled out of the Olympics for certain sentiments, I guess, like certain talking yeah. against her coaches right. or um, whatever. I'm not entirely sure. It doesn't basically say, said that she felt her coaches were were negligent. Yeah. So from what my understanding, they they had she disagreed with them on a lot of things, and yeah. because of her disagreement, they kicked her out. Yeah, they were going to send her back to home. Yes, which she's terrified of going back home now. Yeah, because there are certain countries like the U.S. If you fuck up at the Olympics, you come back and people are like, wow, they kind of sucked. Other countries, you fuck up at the Olympics, you come home, and you might go away. (laughs) For a long time. For a long time, or disappear. Forever. Like, you represent your country poorly, Yeah, bad things could happen to you. And I know that's hard to imagine right now that, like, a U.S. Olympic sprinter, like, yeah. Trips over a freaking uh, a hurdle mm-hmm. and come comes back and gets thrown in jail for the rest of his life. Right. Yeah. But that happens in other countries. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. So this is from BBC. It says Christina Samanowskaya says she was forced to pack before being taken to the airport in Tokyo against her will. Twenty-four-year-old says she sought police protection at the terminal so she would not have to board the flight. So she actually found Tokyo police, yeah, and was like, "Help me! Yeah, <laughs> gonna force me to go back." Yeah, so she's being surrounded by Tokyo police officers. She says, "I think I'm safe. I am with the police." She was heard saying as she was pictured surrounded by officers. The sprinter who was due to compete in the women's 200-meter event on Monday had complained on social media about being entered into another race at short notice. Can you imagine that though? Like, oh, yeah. You trained for one race all your life, and that same day, they're like, well, we're going to put you in this other one, too. Yeah, right. And didn't you say it was something to do with uh, testing? Yeah. Testing? Yeah. It's, um, I had said I had seen one that said that the coaches kept some people back because they didn't test dope, dope test them enough Okay. per Olympic standards. And then there was another that said that they didn't meet the requirements. So I wonder if they failed dope tests. Right. And so... They didn't have all their players, so right. they're like, look, you got to run this, too. And she complained about that on social media, yeah. and then they're like, look, you're off the fucking team. Yeah, go home. Going home. And <laughs> again, an in, this, waiting for you. <laughs> in this country, it seems like, in Belarus, it seems yeah. like go home doesn't mean, hey, pack your bags, go home, yeah. and go to bed. It's like, go right. home, we got somebody waiting for you at the other right. end. And, and Belarus was a part of the Soviet Union. Okay, so I there there's some things it talks about in here how— like certain protesters were like handled mm-hmm. over the last year very brutally. Right. Even like some high profile athletes that protested were thrown in jail and shit. So, right. so she has every good reason to be worried here. Yeah. Said so she says she was put under pressure by the team officials to return home and ask the International Olympic Committee for help. They are trying to get me out of the country without my permission, she said in a video posted on Telegram channel of the Belarusian Sport Solidarity Foundation, a group that supports athletes jailed or sidelined for their political political views. So it sounds almost more than like either A, it's more than her just complaining right. and there's something political here, or B, she's pulling like a LeBron James and being like, oh, they're only <laughs> pissed at me because of my political views. Right, yeah. So it says... 
The IOC said it was seeking clarification from Belarusian officials who earlier said she was taken off the team because of her emotional and psychological condition. Hmm. That's convenient. Right. In a later message, the IOC said it had spoken to Miss Semenovskaya. She has told us she feels safe, it said. The flight took off without her. I'm not going to say that name. They're going to print that as many times as possible. <laughs> right, yeah, just to make people like Make us. me people read it. She's now safe and in police protection. Goes on to say, she previously alleged in a video posted online that she was entered into Thursday's 400-meter relay event at short notice by Belarusian officials after some teammates were found to be ineligible to compete. State media criticized her after she posted the video with one television channel saying she lacked team spirit. Hmm. On Sunday, she claims officials came to her room and gave her an hour to pack her bags before being escorted to Tokyo's Haneda Airport. She said she had been removed from the team due to the fact that I spoke out on my Instagram about the negligence of our coaches. Goes on to say, the BSSF was set up in August 2020 to support athletes during protests against President Alexander Lukashenko, re-elected last year in disputed presidential vote. Government forces brutally cracked down after hundreds of thousands protested about the election. Some of those who took part were also national-level athletes, who are stripped of funding, cut from national teams, and detained for demonstrating. So mm-hmm. this is this this organization that supports athletes. Right. That speak out against that. That speak out, yeah. So they're kind of pushing for her right now. Right. Says so she is now said to be considering seeking asylum in Europe. She is that scared to go back yeah. home. Right. So this isn't just like going home, you're off the team. Right, yeah. You you won't be able to compete. Yeah, so you're you're done. really disappointed in you. You're done running for the rest of your yeah. life. No, this is... She's scared like, for her she, life. She is. says several countries, including Czech Republic and Poland, have said they are ready to offer her a visa for protection. The Sprinter remains frightened about her family's safety, um, she told BBC. She's afraid of repression on her family in Belarus. This is the main concern for her right now. So... A lot, a lot of political shit going on here. Yeah. Um, again, I, I had brought up last week, it was just like with all the shit going on in the world, it's almost difficult to even think about, hey, let's watch this happy-go-lucky worldwide right. sport event when yeah. countries are starving, there's all this all this worldwide shit going on. Right. It, it's hard. Obviously, it's hard to come together and put everything yeah. aside for... A sport event. Right. And it seems like a lot of people are having that problem, right. especially coming from countries that have problems like yeah. this. They're like, look, yeah, there's there's more going on and here. I know viewership is way down for the Olympics yeah, this year. Um, I, and my curiosity would be, and I, and I told my wife this because she was, she was complaining about media and mm-hmm. why she doesn't pay attention to things. And and my reaction would be the same reason why I'd want to watch the Olympics. Right. What narrative are they pushing? What right. story are they trying to tell us that what the about the state of the world? Yeah. Because that's what I would want to see and then look into deeper because they're they're trying to paint a picture for you. Right. And and that that's that would be the reason why I would want to see the coverage. Right. And I was curious about the opening ceremonies because a lot of that shit comes right like visually in front of you mm-hmm. and in the, like the opening ceremonies, closing ceremonies, those mm-hmm. are, well, what was it? The London Olympics right. years and years ago, they basically had like a pandemic, like kind of 
depiction. Did they really? Yeah. I don't remember and, that. Uh, well, I I read about it looking into this oh, year's, okay. and so okay. um, I I I curious to go back and watch that yeah. and see, but. It seems like there's always an agenda, oh, and yeah. whether it's whether it's put into like visualization mm-hmm. in your so well, we see it in the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely, all the time. All the time. Yeah, right, right. All right. the politics that go into yeah. the Super Bowl. But like we said, the Olympics are supposed to be apolitical. Right. It's supposed to be, hey, we're just here to play sports right. and come together. Yeah, right. But there's an agenda there. Absolutely. So I think we're gonna have to go back and watch some of this stuff. Yeah. Well, and remember the last one at the at, with Russia. Mm-hmm. They were trying to paint Russia as this almost utopia. You know, this, you know, it was just very, you know, very picturesque view of Russia. And as soon as the Olympics ended, they invaded the Ukraine. Oh, (laughs) of course. Well, remember China, when China was up and coming. Right. During for the Beijing Olympics. Yes. Well, they had to go as far as to plant trees to capture a bunch of the smog in the air so you could like breathe at the Olympics, making like they had to go through so much rigors just to look like this. And that was just to that was to boost China into the limelight of right. an up and coming world power. And yeah. look where China is now. Absolutely, They're an up and right. coming world power. Yeah. Like Biden talks about it, Trump talked about it. Right. Like China's our biggest threat yeah. right now economically. And, and I think Russia would be portrayed in a better light if they didn't invade and then get banned from the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> probably. So I think that's all we got for today. We're about out of time, Bill. It's quite a bit, I think. I I, I think so too. So, um, I guess we we got a lot to talk about tomorrow with right. the freaking Delta, Delta, not Delta Airlines, which you're no. already pissed I, off. I, I am a little rather pissed at Delta. The the Delta variant because um, new things to come, which again are looking a lot like the old things. Right. Maybe on steroids. <laughs> I can see that. Well. Did you hear how Biden called the the whole voter rights laws that certain states are coming? He, he called it Jim Crow on steroids. And it's like, yeah. really? Steroids? Right. Yeah. Well, now I guess we got the coronavirus on steroids with this Delta virus. So yes. got to keep things consistent. We got to take things that are bad and give them steroids to make Absolutely. them... More and, and on top of it, now they're throwing in the all the misinformation from social media, yeah, to so that they can protect people from the Delta variant. Yeah, well, they're they, they've it's like the initial the novel coronavirus right. was the trial run, right? Yeah, and they saw how things got way out of mm-hmm. control, and they couldn't steer the narrative. So now they're like, all right, with this Delta one, we've got to yes, rein this in. in. We got to rein it in. Yeah, and. Really controlled the narrative here. Yeah, and do you remember all last year when I was saying that la- that 2020 was going to be a, a test a trial run? run? Yeah, I said, shut your freaking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we got that coming. So look forward to that tomorrow. Um, again, if you know somebody that has got this Delta variant that's experienced this, yeah. I don't know. I I I know people that have got the actual coronavirus, right? And recovered fine from it. They said it was miserable, but they re- recovered. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard of a single person that's got this Delta, Delta coronavirus. Right. So The more contagious version. So if you do know somebody, call and let us know. Leave a comment, something, so we have something to go off and we're not just completely running our mouths. Right. Because yeah. we're going to run our mouths either we way. Are, yes, much like the coffee. Yes, much like run your mouth coffee. We will also be at 120-story drop in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 120-story drop in your ears from yes. us. Yes, there we go. 
So we're going to get out of here for this week. This has been your weekend wrap-up. A lot of things that we've talked about. Hold on to your bacon. Hold on to your alcohol because things are going to get crazy here soon. More crazy than it already is. Yes, it is. Going to get out of here. Have a great rest of your week, weekend. Get back here tomorrow for that live stream. We'll talk to you later. Bye. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run Podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>